Hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of World of Wallace and Gromit, the podcast. This is a podcast by Epop Studios, and throughout this episode and future ones, I'll be looking at different facts, interesting histories, some book reviews, and other things related to a theme each week. Do let me know your thoughts in the comments, and subscribe to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Let me know if there's any aspects you particularly want me to cover, or anything that you've enjoyed hearing about. I hope these podcasts will be interesting and cheerful, and you may even learn a few things you never knew before. Whilst my focus will be on Wallace and Gromit, I'm also hoping to produce some bonus episodes on other related topics, so keep your eyes peeled for those. Now, I think that's all for the introductions, so time to begin. Oh, tight lad, I think of Lancashire hot pot. So, for those of you who are new to Wallace and Gromit, I'll do a quick introduction for you. Wallace and Gromit are an animated British duo consisting of an eccentric, cheese-loving inventor and his faithful and highly intelligent canine companion who live in the north of England. A defining feature of the Wallace and Gromit films is that they are animated using stop-motion animation, which is a way of filming by taking many images, each with a slight difference, and stringing them all together to make a moving image. Stop-motion animation is also known as stop-frame animation, and can be defined as an animation technique to make a physically manipulated object appear to move on its own. So this form of animation is effectively an illusion. The stills trick the eye and the brain into thinking the objects in the frames are moving. When you see a stop-motion animation on the cinema screen, say, what you're really seeing is a series of still images played back in quick succession. For contrast, when you look at a live-action film, what you see in each scene is exactly what happened the other side of the camera. Nothing is hidden. However, with animation, the time and space between the frames holds many complex movements and alterations, which ideally should never be seen in a good animation film. In order to move the characters, they need to have sufficient flexibility to be positioned and hold their shape. So the Wallace Gromit puppets are mostly plasticine, with a wire armature inside, which does the same function as a skeleton and holds them up. Wallace and Gromit were created by one man, Nick Park. Nick Park was born in Preston, in Lancashire, in 1958, and after graduating from Sheffield Polytechnic, which is now Sheffield Hallam University, in 1980, went on to study at the National Film and Television School in Beaconsfield in Buckinghamshire. He was regarded by his tutors as a talented animator for his skill in the unusual art of stop-motion animation. As a child, Nick was a huge fan of the Beano comic and loved drawing cartoons. His dream job was to work for the Beano and make people laugh through pictorial stories. And to this day, he's always sketching ideas and all aspects of Wallace and Gromit's stories started life in one of his sketchbooks. He enjoyed art and English at school and loved writing stories, some of which he turned into flip books and later animations using his mother's 8mm camera. Age 13, his first plasticine stop motion was just under three and a half minutes, called Walter Goes Fishing. His mother was a seamstress, so Nick used her scrap box with cotton bobbins and offcuts to make his first sets and puppets. This endearing bit of animation told the story of a rat who tries to go fishing, only to have his attempts foiled by a worm, and eventually the fish that he caught. Stop-motion animation is still a brilliant form of animation for children to get started with today, even more so than in Nick's time, as the digital age has made access to a camera and putting the images together far easier. 
It's something that anyone can have a go at and enjoy, myself included. So I encourage any listeners out there, young or old, to have a go at making their own. Who knows what it could lead to? I'll put some links to good information on getting started in the description. Age 15, Nick entered a BBC Young Animators competition with a short film called Archie's Concrete Nightmare, which didn't win, but a clip was shown on BBC Two. Hearing it announced as by Nicholas Park of Preston is still a vivid memory in Nick Park's mind. Anyway, when it came to his final year project at the National Film and Television School, he chose this same animation style to pursue for his first film, Wallace and Gromit in a Grand Day Out. Did you know that the character of Wallace, the inventor, was originally a moustached postman named Jerry, but was renamed after a Labrador that Nick Park encountered on a bus? Nick has also said that although he didn't base Wallace's character on anyone, looking back after making the film, he realised that he was very similar to his own father in many ways. The way the rocket was built with the inside space decorated in the style of a little living room harked back to holidays as a child when his dad bought an old caravan and did it up, which included decorating the inside like a living room, with wallpaper and chairs and everything. Gromit was originally a cat, which then evolved into a dog, as it was easier to animate. As a dog, he had a huge grin and even lines in the first script, but upon starting to animate him, Nick realised how powerful his brow and eyes could be at expressing his emotions and thoughts in a brilliant way with no need for words at all. The late actor Peter Hawkins provided his voice, and strangely enough also provided voices for the Daleks and Cybermen in Doctor Who. But Gromit's voice was never heard in the final film. Gromit is also predominantly left-handed, or left-pawed, and this trait is often associated with intelligent, creative individuals, of which Gromit is definitely one. The name Gromit comes from grommets, spelt G-R-O-M-M-E-T, which are rings or washers used in the electrical trade in which Nick Park's brother worked. The story of A Grand Day Out was devised with a friend from art school, but all the model making, script writing and animating was mostly done alone by Nick, as the other students had their own projects to work on. Stop motion is a really slow process by its very nature, and Nick quickly realised that it would take him a lot longer than he anticipated to finish the film. Four years after joining the film school, he had completed less than a third of its eventual length, but with his three-year student grant long run out, and not being able to graduate until the film was finished, he realised completing the film would be a huge challenge, financially and mentally. Luckily for Nick, help was at hand. In his early years in the film school, he had invited Ardman co-founders Peter Lord and David Sproxton to give a talk to the students about animation. At the time, A Grand Day Out was in its very early stages, but Lord and Sproxton inspected the storyboards, set and part of the rocket building sequence that Nick had done and saw that the film had potential to have great charm and originality. Subsequently, they invited him to Bristol to work for them for a couple of months in the following two summers where he lent a hand with the projects they had going on at the time. Despite initially turning down the offer of full-time work with Ardman, as he wanted to concentrate on finishing his film, Nick was phoned by Sproxton in 1985, suggesting a compromise. Nick would join Ardman to help with their ever-increasing demand for excellent animators, and in return, Ardman would give him dedicated studio space and help him finish his film. 
This was a lifebelt for Nick, and he jumped at the chance. Overall, the creation of A Grand Day Out took seven years, which is the longest amount of time ever spent on a Wallace and Gromit film. They must have had so much patience to spend seven years creating a film that's only 23 minutes long. Next week, we'll be going into the details of A Grand Day Out, now we've established where Wallace and Gromit began, looking at the characters, music and ideas behind the story. So make sure you give the film a watch before then if you've forgotten it. What do you think of that then, Gromit? In this section of the podcast each week, I'll be looking at a particular Wallace and Gromit book and giving my thoughts on it. This week, I've chosen the book Ardman, An Epic Journey Taken One Frame at a Time, an autobiography. This is the latest Ardman book that I own, published in 2018, and it's written by founders Peter Lord and David Sproxton, with an introduction from Nick Park. Although not just about Wallace and Gromit, there's still lots on them in it. Written to celebrate Ardman's 40th anniversary, the book describes how it all began with a friendship between two schoolboys who discovered the fun of creating animations together, and takes the reader all the way through the ups and downs of the studio to the present day. I really like that it's told by the Ardman legends themselves, and offers a personal insight into the background and making of all the things that they're best known for. I also found it really interesting to read about the animations they made which have been overshadowed and forgotten today, and the less successful things associated with them. Although predominantly all text, there are a few centre pages with images from various points in the lives and careers of the founders, including some right from when the pair started animation in the Sproxton family's spare room, full of 70s style. Overall, I'd say this is a really good read for anyone wanting to understand a bit more about the journey of the studios as a whole, and about the reasoning and the circumstances surrounding different projects. Whilst other books go into more detail about specific Wallace and Gromit productions, this book is great for understanding the environment in which they're made, and other album projects that are less well known. All's well that ends well, that's what I say. So that brings us to the end of episode one, where it all began. If you've enjoyed it and found it interesting, which I really hope you did, do subscribe and leave a comment. Otherwise, join me next week when we discuss the story of A Grand Day Out in a bit more detail. From me, from Gromit, from Arj. Au revoir, chucks.